everyone, and welcome to another episode of Studio Insights. We've got Victoria and myself, Hannah, here. And what we do in Studio Insights, if you haven't seen it before, is we share what we're learning as a team. We get inspiration from each other and we learn from each other. So super excited to get into this episode with Victoria. Um, I'll ask the first question. So Victoria, I was wanting to know, you've been in the past couple of days learning more about instructional design or probably in the last week. Um, and I just wanted to know what you've learned so far in your journey of learning instructional design. <laughs> what is a big question? <laughs> um, anything. Well, I feel like, well, yeah, I've definitely learned a lot, but I also find it like hard to talk about sometimes when you've just learned something but haven't like fully put it into practice yet. Mm. Um, so like over the past few days, I've been looking at our like internal processes that we use or that you guys use. I haven't really used them myself yet. Um, but like, yeah, we obviously have the same kind of process that we follow each time. And then within that process is there's like little mini processes that we use. Um, taking us like from the very beginning of the project, basically before like we've met with the client to whatever the finished product is at the end. Um, so there's obviously like lots of steps mm. within that. <laughs> I don't know how like in depth you want me to go, but I guess like generally as an overview um, from what I've seen, like we always have a meeting initially with the client, which we call a discovery workshop, but I guess you could call it whatever really. That's just <laughs> what we what we do. Out. And like from that, like meeting with the client, figuring out like what the actual um, goal is for the project and what actions would need to happen for it to be successful. And that's just like, I guess, making it, saying it very basically. There's a lot yeah. of things that go into like that meeting and how we like find that information out. Um, yeah, I guess like having those outputs, outputs from the beginning that we know are gonna make it a successful project, like it's gonna create change basically. Yeah. Um, so having those outputs from, outputs from the beginning and then I guess the next step, is um, like information mapping. So that's when we get all the content, whether it's from the client, like different resources they have, um, the information we found out from that first workshop um, and trying to map that against those actions that we identified. So figuring out like what meets, what information do we have that would help a learner meet that goal or change that behavior or take that action. Mm. Um, so yeah, like meeting, figuring it all, all that out first, mapping the information against that. And then we obviously have other processes after that too. Like say if we're creating an animation, like write the animation script or develop the e-learning module or whatever it is. Um, yeah, to actually get like the final product at the end. <laughs> so I feel like that's kind of like a rough overview I don't know. There's obviously like lots involved. No, that. that's really good. That what you said is that's our process. Like, yeah, that's really good. But it is. I feel like like I have so many like notes that I've made, and like we obviously have so many written out processes, and it all mm. makes so much sense. Like when you read through it, and it just is like very structured, and you know mm. exactly what you need to do at each point, like throughout the process. But yeah, I do kind of feel like until I actually apply it. Mm. You don't really know like what else you need to know. Like mm. you don't know what you don't know yet until you do it. Yeah. But yeah, I think I've got like the basics. Yay. Like an understanding of the basics, but 
yeah, yeah. it's still like a very early stage of the learning process for me that's so cool it's really cool that you remember the different stages as you're talking through them I'm thinking like that is what we do and that's pretty quick that you've memorized what we do so that's a really good start yeah and like you said like when you start experimenting like other questions will come up and other things will come up and Mm -hmm. you'll learn from mistakes like it's all part of the process but I think that's really good that you've figured out like because that works for me as well like knowing like an overview like what am I actually dealing with and then going into like practicing it yeah I think it's useful though like you guys have obviously put in a lot of work into the processes that we do have Mm. written out and like that's based on like all of the experience that you have so it does it makes it seem kind of easy to just come in at the end and be like oh this is like all figured out like we have kind of like almost like formulas for some things for like this is Mm. how you write this this is how you write this so like that makes it a lot easier but yeah, I think some things can look easy and then when you do it, it's yeah. <laughs> not always that easy. And like, obviously every project will be different as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe sometimes like the, you might be limited in like what outputs you can get at the beginning and that has like a flow on effect to how the rest of the project will go. But mm. yeah, it's interesting to start learning something new now. <laughs> so what, what are you going to do when you have an instructional design task? What are your steps? Um, and it can be broad. So for like one of the, well, like part of the reason I've like been learning about it this week was like Kim wanted me to develop basically a plan that I can use when I do need to do it. Oh, cool. um, so I looked at every, like the processes that we have available that we use. Um, like I took into consideration that. And then I sort of did like a case study on a project that we were all working on together mm. recently where I got to see you guys like see that side of things um, with you guys. So I, yeah, I like reflected on that like mini training experience that we sort of did, um, the processes that we have and like some other tool, like the action mapping, mm. um, like resource information yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like reviewed all of that, reflected on it. And I've, I've just kind of like added my own notes yeah. against it and like, I sort of have like my own separate process that just expands on some things a bit more to help yeah like me remember it and understand it so I guess when like the opportunity does come up to practice it I'll still be using the same process as you guys but I just kind of have like my own separate plan with like prompts that Mm. help me like make connections with things and remember why we're doing certain things because I've like the process that we've developed has everything but it's I don't know, I guess maybe like more high level than mm-hmm. you might sometimes need as like a newbie. Like it's good yeah. for you guys because you know, like, I don't know, you can probably make the connections quicker and easier because you've done it enough. But yeah, when you're starting out, I think it helps sometimes to like yeah. write things in a way that, yeah, that will make me remember what I need to be doing and why I need mm. to be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like every instructional designer will have like a slightly different way of doing things as well. I know we've spoken about that previously where, for example, I love the detail and I get really into the detail of projects, whereas Kim Mm -hmm. is better at like the high level and like understanding everything from a strategic level. So I personally have like, I have my own notes as well, um, which probably are reflected in the processes that you're looking at, but it's more for like me to remind me like, this is how I do it. I need to focus more on this. 
and it's sort of like just yeah. a little bit different and suits my ma- way of working. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see what you came up with because we could all be like quite different in how we do it. But yeah. guess the outcomes. Yeah, because I think it would like, we're obviously all trying to achieve the same goal, but I think sometimes mm. I do, whether like no matter what I'm learning, I like to sort of like flesh out my own notes a bit more. Mm. Something like if I read a process list, I'm like, yep, that makes sense, that makes sense, that makes sense. But sometimes there might be one thing where I'm like, oh, why do we do that after that thing? And it's like, mm. I know I need to do both steps, but I need like a reminder somewhere of like why it's like that or yeah, I don't know, just like little things like that. Mm. Where it doesn't really, I guess, impact the overall. We're still like doing the same thing and going to, I mean, ideally end up with the same yeah. <laughs> outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Just like little things like that to help you out. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Especially since I'm not doing it, like it's not a regular thing. Like if I, I'm assuming I will be putting it into practice at some stage, but it's not like I'm going to be doing like back to back instructional design. You never know. Term, like when it comes up. So <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And you might even find things like gaps in our process that we haven't realized because it has only been the two of us looking at it. Like you might think that doesn't make sense or like this could be done better. So that'd be cool to see if anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I do actually need to apply, like that's when I'll figure that out. Yeah. yeah, At the moment I'm like, I don't really know where the gaps are until like I Mm. need to use it. And yeah, if I get stuck or I'm suddenly like, I have no idea what to do next. Yeah. That will, I don't know. We can adjust stuff then, I guess. But yeah. That's yeah. so good. It's, it's good just amazing. <laughs> like you're starting instructional design and like the main thing you've learned, which you spoke about at the very beginning is knowing what the goal is and what actions you have to take to solve it. Because that is already, yeah. I feel is so high level. Um, mm. Like the fact you can think about that strategically and figure out what the actual problem is will have such a good impact on your instructional design. So it's cool that you're starting yeah. from that point. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, hopefully I actually do that. <laughs> I, know, I know that's what I need to do, but I guess doing it is a different thing. You won't know until you practice. Yeah. Like it might take a little while before you figure it out. It's taken me forever. Even now, sometimes I'm like, I am confused. Yeah. <laughs> do this. And it's been like a long time. Yeah. It just depends on the project. And yeah, there's a lot of like factors involved in it. I think that contribute. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely learn as you go (laughs) very good thanks for that Um, so my question for you because you've been learning over the past couple of weeks I want to say well you were you've done it before but I feel like you're trying to I guess I'm always learning that yeah yeah no but that's good um but about like coaching and how to be a better coach Mm. so I wanted to find out from you um like what has been your process to learn that because I mean obviously usually usually coaching like will be face-to-face in some form like mm. I don't know Zoom or in person or I guess even like over message and stuff mm. but like how to learn that when you might not necessarily have the opportunity to like practice it because to me I think for coaching actually being able to practice it would be actually coaching like, someone that's an important part yeah yeah um so like the process for learning something like that when you might not always Mm. be able to practice it until like it's a proper yeah <laughs> official routine, I guess yeah um and yeah like recommendations for how you can learn something like that a skill yeah. like that on just on your own yeah um so yeah I've tried a few different things to try and figure it out so 
Something that I've tried recently that's been really helpful for me is actually watching a coaching conversation happen. So rather than just hearing people talk about what coaching is and like, these are the questions to ask, which is, it is helpful. I really needed to see it in action more because I hadn't really been like exposed to it enough. It was just always me doing it and hoping that I'm doing it right, but I hadn't seen many other people do it. Um, Mm. So I watched Kim doing the group coaching for our human centered design cohort. So she ran the first group coaching last week. Um, depending yeah. when this video gets released, it could be like a couple of weeks back or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, yeah, watched it and took notes of everything that she was doing. So like I could pause it and be like, right, the participants have said this. How has she reacted to that? I wonder what she did there. And just like questioning why she asked mm-hmm. certain questions and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I did get some insights from that. One of the main things that I feel like I need to get better at and other people might be the same is being okay with the unknown. So for me, like I like Mm -hmm. planning. I've always been like, if I have, if I'm running like a webinar or doing a video or whatever, I like to plan what I'm going to do. And I'm learning, even with studio insights, we can't plan. So I am learning that has to be like ambiguity sometimes. And you have to think on the fly, but just knowing that like, I can't, plan what value I'm going to give someone before the coaching Mm. starts and that's a bit hard sometimes because I think what are they going to ask me and will I know will I have the value to give and then that makes me nervous going into it um so I'm just learning that like I have value to give and like having confidence that I'll give value in some way or form even if it's Mm. I can't answer the question exactly it's about thinking yeah. about like what value do I have and how can I connect it to what they're looking for? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing I'm trying to do. Uh, also not getting stressed if things don't turn out the way I think they're going to turn out. So mm-hmm. for example, when Kim, when I watched one of Kim's sessions, it was a group coaching session, but only one person could go to it. And I was thinking if I was in that situation, I'd be like, oh my God, like, where's everyone else? There's only one person. Mm -hmm. I'd planned for like a group coaching thing. How's it going to work with one? But I noticed that Kim was really, really confident. So she like, there was not one look on her face or anything of like disappointment of people not Mm -hmm. being there. It was just like, cool. Like, this is going to be amazing for you because you get one-on-one support. Like she just like was okay that it was different to what she thought. So I need to get better at that. And I think that will come through practice. Like the more that I do mm. something, I think the more comfortable I'll be with like different situations going on. Yeah, I feel like that is just like a confidence thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other thing I noticed that she did, so when people bring things up, it's about like you can take the time to process. You don't have to rush into a response. But just thinking like what problem are they trying to solve? So they're asking mm. me a question, but I do I actually understand what, problem they're trying to solve Mm -hmm. and if you don't ask more questions to you understand what it is and then once you know what the problem is connecting it to what you know so the person that Kim was coaching they they had a problem and Kim was like oh like let me just show you something and she showed them something from the playbook and it Mm -hmm. solves their problem so just the fact she could connect they're talking about this and this activity in the playbook will help them with that so just thinking about like 
the tools that you have available to you. And this would be for anyone, like anything that you know relevant to learning and development or whatever um, profession you're in when you're coaching, just having that there in the background and like picking the one that suits the situation the best, Mm. I think is helpful. So you don't feel like you're just like making things up, like you're actually thinking about your experiences and like, oh, there is this activity that would help with that or what would I do if I was in their situation? And that's helpful. Yeah. Um, Do you remember or have you learned like when you say that, like making sure you're answering the right problem for them or like that they're like they're asking the right thing for the mm. problem that needs to be solved. Like how do you, do you have questions in that for how to find that out or how to like, um, I don't know, lead people, I guess, to make sure that they are asking the right question for what they want help with? Just trying to think. So the situation, the one that I watched recently was someone had said something and the process they were taking, they'd missed a step in the process or not like missed it, but like there was a part of the process that would add a lot of value to what they were doing. And they were just talking about what they'd done so far. So Kim identified like, okay, it sounds like this part of our process would help them with that part Mm -hmm. of their process. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to think of questions I've asked in the past. Yeah, I think I'm still learning that. That's what I struggle yeah. with, I think, like asking the right questions. Yeah. Can you remember any that we've spoken about? <laughs> I think I need to like review that again because it wasn't part of my last learning. Yeah, no. <laughs> Like, I know Kim often will say, like, what are you actually trying to do? Like, because she uses that on us. Like, if I message her, I'm with something. Yeah. it's kind of like, what do you actually want? Yeah. But I guess it's kind of, it's not always that obvious. Like, because with me, I'm like, straight away, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I haven't actually told her, like, what I need help with. Yeah. Probably. I've just said, like, a problem. Yeah. But sometimes you kind of need people to identify what. I don't know, like, yeah, I think, I don't know how to explain it. I think something's (laughs) back to me. I think I'm getting, it's coming back to me. I think something you can ask, because I did, I did it on a, um, a client phone call. I Mm. asked, because I was like all this information and I was trying to like figure out what the actual problem was. And so I think a question you can ask is what would success look like? If Mm. you did like whatever you're talking about, what would success look like? Yeah. And that helps the person like tell you exactly what they want in the future. So it's similar to like our success statement. Yeah. Yeah. And then once they tell you what that is, I guess it all, like we do have these questions. It's like, what, cha- what um, challenges are there associated with you meeting that success statement? So what's stopping you? Mm-hmm. What are the barriers? Is there like, is it, your knowledge is it what you can actually do is it like a culture thing in your organization or and asking questions like that to find out what the problem is like what the problems are that could be one yeah that makes sense (laughs) yeah Yeah, I think it is I guess being more like ask questions in like a solution focused way instead of focused because like you you might think something is a problem that's not actually the problem or like what you said before how they like had hadn't done a part of the process and like all they had to do was that extra step but like they might not have necessarily brought it up no in that way yeah but if you focus on like what yeah I guess that's like instructional design too like focus on what 
the goal you is. You want the end result to be. Yeah. And like what you need to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's the other thing. What would you need to do to get there? Mm. That's like the action mapping thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you have. You figured it out. <laughs> so what, nothing to worry about. <laughs> what does success look like? And then what challenges you about reaching that success? And what would you need to do differently to meet it, to get there? Yeah. That could work. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has worked for me before it's just like re- like remembering that you can apply it to lots of different situations because mm-hmm. I'm like oh yeah it works for me with client calls but then I'll be in a coaching session and I'm like I don't know what I'm doing but I've heard I know Kim said that yeah. like everything like works for everything just use like yeah. for everything that you do yeah and I get like it can be hard I guess to if you like get caught up in the stories a bit like if they're explaining like yeah. everything their project is about and like everything that's might have happened like you I guess it can be like overwhelming because you're already in like that if you've already got that feeling of like nervousness a bit yeah. about, like, can I help this? <clears throat> and then you're trying to like take all that in yeah but like I guess you don't necessarily need to process most of it it's just like pinpointing what actually is the problem yeah <laughs> yeah definitely that's a really good point I actually created a post from my coaching learning and it was um, for dealing with overwhelm. So like what you said, when people say like a lot of things at once and then you're like, I don't know how to respond as a practitioner. Like (laughs) it's, you want to like be solution focused but you don't want to get caught up in like all of the details because it's too much and sometimes not all of it is necessary. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think what I had in the post. It was like, yeah, you ask um so you stop and you ask yourself what problem do I need to solve Mm -hmm. so they're like telling me these things so say for example a client's telling you about a storyboard and they're like oh we need we're thinking of changing this screen and the CEO hasn't seen it yet so we've got to show him and um HR is going to have a look at it as well and they're going to make some edits and then someone else is going to change the language like all of that in your head you can be like whoa like I don't even know how to respond to that like there's so many things you just said but what you can do is, is you stop and think, what problem do I need to, do I need to solve? What's my role? And for example, if you're the project manager or the instructional designer, all you need to know mm. is whether they're going to get the feedback done by the deadline, mm. because it sounds like yeah. they're just doing, giving feedback. So you'd be like, okay, what do yeah. I need to know? I need to know if the feedback's going to be done in time. Otherwise I'll have to do something differently. Yeah. And so you just ask, oh, okay. Like, thanks for sharing um are you on track for getting the feedback done on time and they might be like yeah yeah like we'll get it done on time and you're like all right cool um I'll look at it when you've done your feedback I'll look at it then and I'll let you know if there's any questions we have or anything we need to look at further and that's like you've listened to them you've showed empathy but you've only taken responsibility for your part of it and what's in your control Mm -hmm. yeah I guess that can be used in coaching as well yeah 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 good one that's really cool yeah (laughs) he would be so proud of us I think (laughs) he's probably like you should know this already (laughs) there's so much to know though with instructional design like I do think instructional design and coaching and e-learning development like there is so much so Mm -hmm. anyone out there watching this if you're feeling overwhelmed or like there's too much to learn like I think it is just part of the journey there's always going to be things that you're learning and if you focus on one thing, you might forget something else. So then you have to learn the thing that you forgot and do that again. Mm. So I think it's just a journey of 
learning lots of things. (laughs) (laughs) And it should get easier over time, I think, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. More practice makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's exciting. We'll have to check back in in future when you've done some more coaching. I'll give you a discounted coaching session if you like. (laughs) Half price. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Would you like to add anything else to Studio Insights for our lovely community, Victoria? I think that's all for me. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. That was a bit of a different one because I feel like really cool insights for you all but it was nice Victoria and I figuring out some answers to our own questions (laughs) and hopefully you learned from that process as well um but yeah thank you so much for tuning in we're super grateful for you check out the creator hub there's heaps of resources on there to help you be a better instructional designer and e-learning developer and we'll see you in a future episode what's up awesome human thank you thank you thank you on behalf of myself and the Bell Vista Studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us. We really appreciate it. If the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you want to take your skills to the next level or you want to make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place for people like you and us. Basically, it's the stuff that we use internally at Bell Vista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers. And what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz, Could I Be a Better Instructional Designer? That has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human-centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating, the problems you want to solve. But in there as well, aren't we cute? That's us. Um, But we've got the coaching courses, freebies, give us gratitude, and also we've got some templates. And basically they're always around the lens of learning experience design, instructional design, and e-learning. So a human-centered design focus is very much what we're about at Bell Vista Studio. So putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs. So there's the human-centered design stuff and then we've also got the business stuff. So this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world. So go check it out. The link is in the description. You can check out everything that is available for you. Thank you for choosing to learn with us. Continuously invest in your skills. You will be rewarded as an instructional designer share this stuff share it with other people because when we are better instructional designers we create better solutions that create better humans that create a better world so we have a very important role and i'm excited to be on this journey with you have an awesome day